Hey friend, welcome to Charlotte Mason for All, where every country, culture, and community is welcome. Our mission is to bring Christ through the Charlotte Mason philosophy and methods to homes around the world, including yours. My name is Min Huang, and I'm your host, along with Mariana Mastracchio and Erica Alifea. So today we are back with uh, the Many Faces of Shirley Mason Mama series, and I have a very special guest that I'm so happy to have met in person, so to say. <laughs> and uh, we here uh, from the Shirley Mason for All crew met her uh, through Instagram. Uh, Sarah Ruth is very active there. She has an amazing a community on Instagram where her work is to gather people and create diverse homeschooling community, as well as offer us uh, rich resources uh, to promote that togetherness. Uh, Sarah Ruth is a former public school teacher who wrote her final thesis on the Charlotte Mason philosophy of education. I'm so excited to chat about that with her. And she's the mom of three lovely boys. And you can find them often on adventures uh, near the area where they live. Uh, she spends her days homeschooling her sons using the Charlotte Mason philosophy. She also teaches English online. And she fosters a love of nature and wonder in her family. And it's really beautiful to witness. Uh, Sarah Ruth is passionate about encouraging families to spend meaningful time together, and she's also passionate about including her heritage as a Messianic Jew in her family culture. So I'm so excited to be chatting with Sarah Ruth today. Welcome. Thank you, Mariana. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> that is like the kindest introduction I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, you, you really, really, we can really see that how you pour your heart and uh, in sharing and encouraging and how you, you know, you just are so willing to share and encourage others. I, I really, you know, get that even if it's through social media, you know, we, we do see that how um, genuine it is, you know, and just collaborating with you in the back scenes, we, we get that that feeling yeah. so I know that when we meet in person it's gonna be like we've known each other for many years <laughs> that's right that's right yeah encouragement is super important to me yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself Sarah Ruth yeah so um right now I think you you kind of explained my family, but I have a husband, his name is Jonah, and I have three little boys. They are eight, six, and four, and we live in Georgia, but not the sticky South Georgia. <laughs> we were just talking about that. We live at the base of the Appalachian Trail, mm -hmm. and when I was growing up, I always said Appalachian, but if you have ever lived in this area, you will be corrected, and the people in Appalachia call it Appalachia or the Appalachian Trail. Oh so that was something I had to learn as somebody I who grew up. I have to correct myself <laughs> here at home. I know the native people here, the people who are from here. My first job in Georgia, my boss corrected me every time I said Appalachian, App Appalachian Trail until I fixed it to Appalachia. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so I grew up in New York City until fourth grade. And so, you know, I was used to saying it the way I think most people around the US maybe say it. I don't know. <laughs> we might be all saying it wrong. <laughs> anyway, I've chosen to uh, accept the the correction and pronounce it the way the locals do now. And um, so we live here at the base of the Appalachian Trail in the middle of just creation. And it's been healing and beautiful. And it's made adulthood like another childhood for me. <laughs> that is so lovely. In many ways. Yeah. So um, my husband was born and raised here. So he's home. And this is where we're going to probably say I would think that is great and it, like I said it's I enjoy seeing you guys enjoying creation there I, I just love it <laughs> yeah it encourages me to get out part. yeah and it's it's really a, a part of our daily life like we don't have a wonderful yard um mm. our land is is just under an acre so we don't live on a homestead in Georgia or, and we live in the mountains. So our land is very sloping and hilly. It's not conducive for like a swing set or, mm -hmm. uh, so, but we're surrounded by creeks and waterfalls. And so we're constantly, my boys um, have carved a trail actually. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Is this gonna be on, is anybody else gonna know? No, I'm just, <laughs> we have carved a trail through some acreage across the street from us because the people who own it like don't ever come here oh. and <laughs> they haven't been to the land in like two decades they live in another state and we've tried to buy it but anyway <laughs> so they've carved a trail all the way through that land and they just go explore and we're really fortunate to have access to that and yeah that is so cool so tell us how did you come across Charlotte Mason? I mean, it was through your studies, right? I'm so curious about, I love to talk about that kind of stuff. I'm so curious about that. And then what, yeah. <laughs> and how did you choose this philosophy of education? Cause I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking you might have met her philosophy before you had kids or when they were too young to, you know, at home or to start their formal education. So I just want to know the whole story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, when I was in college, I was an education major. And one of the courses we had to take was philosophy of education. <laughs> I was literally titled that. And we had to explore all the different philosophies. Like we had this huge manual textbook and, you know, there was Piaget and just, I don't even remember them all anymore. Bloom's taxonomy and just all the different great educational theorists, you know, and even in homeschooling circles, I don't feel like we're as broad as what, you know, they make you study for an education degree, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. Cause I don't think you necessarily need to know them all, <laughs> but as we were doing that, we were exploring expected to write what's called a capstone thesis and it was one of our final courses um, after it was actually during our student teaching we had to work on this project and flesh out these philosophies and then we had to present to a professor orally which one we would like to do a final capstone paper on a thesis 
So I stumbled, I was like reading them and I was intrigued by them all. I thought they were so neat. I've always enjoyed learning. Public school actually worked well for me. It suited me. <laughs> um, I'm not one of those children. It didn't suit, I thrived in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always just been very curious about learning. But I stumbled across Charlotte Mason in that textbook and I was like, oh, she's kind of like understands it all. <laughs> because she had like developmental psychology and like some of the other philosophies would have just a certain part you know and they would mm -hmm. go off with it and get really deep on just one part like on you know questioning and learning how to analyze material but they would never like deal with the individual they would so charlotte mason kind of took um child development and piaget and i, I know she didn't take it from them i'm just saying all of those various parts were present. And I was like, this is it. This is the one I wanna know. And so I wound up writing my paper on it. And I, when I left, I didn't really understand Charlotte Mason at all. <laughs> I mean, on paper I did, but how can you get it until you're doing it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's how I met her. And then um, getting to today, I. I actually tutored when I, so I taught in the public school for a few years. And then once I got pregnant with my first son or just before I was pregnant with him, I started tutoring um, some homeschool students and they were in fifth grade, seventh grade and eighth grade. And the families were in a Charlotte Mason co-op two days a week. And then they were supposed to do learning at home three days a week. And so the parents actually hired me to do the learning at home. So that was my first true <laughs> introduction to what it really looks like to implement a Charlotte Mason philosophy and not just write about what you read. <laughs> that is such an interesting uh, way to learn about it. I mean, I see that when we're running, writing a paper for school, our aim, um, and please, Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, with my own college experience, our aim is to write the paper, get the grade, and go to the next thing. So we may not retain as much now that we have this other uh, vision, right? And you went to tutor in a in a homeschool, you know, home education situation where the family was applying. Uh, the, the right is so yeah. It was almost it was very good hand holding for me because there were like, there was information sent home from the co-op and things the students, you know, there were books they were supposed to be reading and then narrating. Um, and they were upper elementary and middle grades. So they had already been doing this. So yeah. I, I didn't have to teach them how to narrate. <laughs> so I got a really good visual of what it could look like in three different students. Yeah. You know, in person for two years. So that was, that was, that made me probably too confident because my children are their own people go figure <laughs> so it was like a was it like a, a no-brainer for you when you had your own children and you were thinking all right so what what do i do now with their education for my family was it yeah my husband and i had decided before we were expecting that when we had kids we would homeschool to, to be honest mariana my 
experience as a public school educator pushed me in that direction mm -hmm. just because while there are amazing educators in the public school system yes. there are also some really horrible ones and we're giving our kids to somebody and i mean i know we have beautiful amazing prayerful mamas you know i i don't want to step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody's feelings who feels like public school is what they need to do for their kids mm -hmm. but I knew for my children I wasn't in a place to hand them mm -hmm. to be instructed by somebody that I didn't know well um and didn't know their spirit and their personality and you know teachers are human mm -hmm. and I just I'm human too but I'm their mama <laughs> exactly at least you, you are the one accountable for them yeah so we knew we knew we were going to home educate and my husband's put that all in my court um you know it's kind of my thing obviously <laughs> so i didn't have to convince him which philosophy was going to work <laughs> yeah my husband was kind of saying okay you'll do this just that's fine you know as long as it aligns with our values and what we believe that's fine it didn't take a lot of convincing yeah. oh that is so cool <laughs> So I did spend like their toddler years reading all the volumes really well because when I did my paper in school, I think I flipped through like maybe maybe one volume and I don't even remember which one. I was reading from textbooks, you know, oh and so it was like regurgitating her philosophy uh -huh. and I didn't realize or value at the time reading her work, which sounds ridiculous. But, you know, in my research, I would find her quotes or I would read articles written about her, or maybe I stumbled across a couple PNEU things, but it was nothing. You know, I never sat down and read the volumes to write about yeah, her. It's so sad. <laughs> well, I mean, again, like the mindset, right? But it's just so um, amazing that she caught you there and you yes. saw something there that was, you know, valuable to you. And you thought, you know, because I felt the same way. Like it feels like she gets all the little pieces of the puzzle and it brings it, it brings all together. And she doesn't tell us, do this because this is gonna happen at the end. She tells here, the principles are here, work with them. <laughs> yeah. The the understanding the value of each individual and how she approaches that is just for me, that's such a guiding force in her philosophy. Like you can have all these pieces of Charlotte Mason, but if you forget that every child is their own being created by God, then like you lose all the value of educating them with the method, you know, or the philosophy. I completely agree to that. And just uh, linking to that, that, you know, that Charlotte Mason's uh, code of education, as she says, is rooted in the gospel, right? So it is a Christian education and it's available to many, as we know. So I am a Catholic and I have found her philosophy and her method to work super well for me uh, with some tweaks here and there to suit our needs and our faith. So can you share how Miss Mason's philosophy of education works for you as a Messianic Jew, uh, challenges uh, that you have encountered or that you foresee perhaps encountering as your boys grow up, uh, any plans you're making. Um, I love to plan, just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> any challenges in your experience so far with, uh, you know, with this aspect? So yeah, I, before I say anything else, I wanna say as, 
for our family, Messianic Judaism probably is really similar in many ways to evangelical Christianity. Um, so as far as our theological core beliefs, we're going to line up fairly well with that. Um, some of the primary differences for our family is that, you know, we honor Shabbat. So every Friday, our house starts to slowly shut down, <laughs> um, you know, and we move into a Sabbath rest time in the evening and a quality family time together, prayer, breaking out bread, remembering, you know, our Messiah. Um, and there's a lot of ritual involved in that, which I think if you're coming from a Catholic perspective, you would probably relate to a lot of yes. it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, but I don't, you know, to me, Charlotte Mason, her philosophy really does permeate your life as you take it on. So a lot of the ways that our faith ties into it is just when I'm selecting folk tales that I want my children to read that are Jewish folk tales or you know, things my grandmother read me who was, she was a Jewish woman. She wasn't messianic. Um, I'm looking at those and analyzing them from a living book perspective. You know, yeah. I'm not just grabbing every picture book by a Jewish author or that tells a Jewish story. I'm actually applying the same principles to how we teach our faith. So that's a big part of how Charlotte Mason has influenced how we, you know, how we kind of do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I see that it's such a like we say, right? It's not only the education of the academic aspect of their education, it's just the way we live life. And mm -hmm. I have to say that for my experience, as I started to study her philosophy, I started to study the Bible more as well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even like thinking about holidays and so we celebrate biblical feasts or, you know, which are, I mean, a Jewish family would celebrate these feasts. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of families with children my age are doing cute crafts and, you know, just adorable little paper things. And you would think, okay, that's so easy. You know, it's Hanukkah. Let's, um, you know, cut some construction paper and glue together a uh, Star of David. And yeah. so one of the ways Charlotte Mason has influenced me is I love handcrafts. And so the things my children prepare or do as part of our feasts are gonna line up more with a handcraft process and mm -hmm. less with like a cutesy craft, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely, I can see that serving that purpose for that celebration, right? That that is, and that's something that we do too here. That if we're gonna make something, let's make something useful, something pretty, not yeah. another thing. I'm I gonna. We can give to somebody as a gift. Yes, that is pretty big for us during Advent. We spend a lot of time baking. They love to bake, a lot of time baking, and we just love it to like have take. We take the whole month of December off to just kind of shift into that mode, right? Yeah. The best, and. Um, and really, and you know, it is just, and again, it's just, it goes beyond. It's like the whole tradition. I didn't grow up with a lot of traditions. So I told my husband, we need to, this is the time that we need to work in this, bringing uh, these traditions from what we can remember from our own childhood and just creating our own, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you, you mentioned baking and 
I was thinking about narration when I was just thinking about this podcast and talking to you. And I thought, man, it is really interesting that Jewish tradition was always oral. So for, you know, centuries upon centuries, the father would, would share the oral stories with the, the sons. And that was actually part of the feast and part of every Friday and part, you know, so it's really interesting to think about narration now because when we braid our challah bread on Fridays, I tell my boys stories either from my childhood, like stories of me and my grandmother or me and my relatives, or I tell them traditional Jewish stories, but I can't read them because we're kneading dough or braiding. Yeah. And so it's all oral, but narration is happening during that time for me. And then my children, they will ask me for specific stories Mm -hmm. or they will tell me like, mom, do you remember the story about, and they will tell me pieces. And so they're relating that information through narration. So that's still part of that instruction I'm giving them every day during formal lessons, you know, and that is such a part. I love to talk about narration too, because it's just such part of life, right? I, it's, um, I think that what really also for me being, you know, new to this whole um, education, like what I'm going to do with my children. And the more I started learning about Sheila Mason and her principles, I said, wow, this is like living life, having an aim, right? Um and I really enjoy seeing that in other people's, you know, uh, family, how it is so powerful to just, like you said, just being that moment of sharing and your kids telling you back and you, you are narrating your childhood to them. Oh, that is so precious. <laughs> yeah. And, and you talk about life. Well, our faith is woven naturally into our life. I mean, I feel like when your faith is authentic, mm-hmm. you can't help but have it you know, I pray during the day sometimes out loud, or I might be singing a song or, and they all surround my faith. And it's the same thing with our learning, you know, with the Charlotte Mason philosophy, because it's so authentic for us, it just finds its way into each part of the day. You, you asked about how we, um, implement our faith in a maybe a lesson way Mm -hmm. and um one of the things that I've done is part of our morning time which isn't actually Charlotte Mason to have a morning time (laughs) don't worry we're not gonna come after you (laughs) (laughs) but we do have a morning time in our home and during that time we typically do like what people call the riches or the beauty Mm -hmm. um subjects and then some, some Bible reading or Torah reading. And so I've always added in where there's fables. I've tended to add in like little Jewish stories or um, Yiddish tales or a song. I tend to loop in almost like a Jewish study <laughs> informally. <laughs> so we'll, you know, we're composer one day and artist another day. And then usually on Friday mornings are day is different and I will usually do some type of just Jewish history or story or you know whatever is appropriate yeah that is so cool and I think that inspires us too who are uh, you know looking for ways to honor our faith in our time of our children even if if it's not a homeschool child that that could be such a good way to kind of work that in there right it's very yeah you practical. can some great looking books 
yes it all starts with good living books can't go wrong with that <laughs> right yeah um so i was gonna i was thinking here about the next question and i know you're very young but <laughs> not as young as you think i am <laughs> well well thinking that you also have some uh with your tutoring experience, you can count that as homeschooling too, right? So you've been doing this for a while. <laughs> there you go. What, what would you tell your younger self when you were considering homeschooling? And uh, would you do it all over again? Um, I think I would tell myself to hang on. It's going to be a little wild, but entirely <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I have three little boys, Mariana. What did you expect? I know, right? <laughs> um, and I would also tell myself to be kinder to the mom. <laughs> yes, we need that. Because I think I, it's easy to have regrets or to look back and be like, oh, that was a day that I was not kind or as kind as I should have been or mm. I was grouchy or, you know, but moms are people. <laughs> and you know, I'm living my life right now too. And so they have a real human person that is teaching them every day. <laughs> Just looking back, I remember the first time someone suggested that I should consider being a teacher. And I literally looked at them and said, you really think I could do that? Like it just had never been on my radar. Um, I held such esteem for an educator. And it sowed a seed in me when they said that, and I followed it. Um, but educating my own children has been something entirely different. I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend if you want to be a homeschool mom, go get an education degree. You know, it's unnecessary. It's not really that helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was fun and I learned a lot. <laughs> but most of it wasn't useful for homeschooling my boys. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I, I would tell myself not to be so confident because I'm going to be learning a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I actually joke with my friends who are, um, you know, who come from a background in education. I come from a background of marketing and business. And I say, I think that really serves me well because I see this whole thing as a business <laughs> venture. <laughs> and then go. I'm not so, so caught up in the, educational you know aspects of certain things or have that expectation I'm, I'm 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 joking but i think that i do see in some of the people i know uh and i you know see do life do, do life in real life uh that there could be that guilt or that feeling of oh i'm not doing with my children what i should be doing because that's and i think it's freeing like you said to just kind of be gentle to yourself and, and, and remind yourself that you're learning with them you don't need to know more than them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much about homeschooling in general that you just learn with your children. <laughs> I and I and love that part. <laughs> yeah, love that part. I actually, I, I actually developed um, a practice this this recently this term of sitting with them and doing their math with them. Um, Very cool just doing it for them to see that it's hard sometimes that I don't get it right all the time either. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm talking about 
they are in fifth and third grade. So I'm, I'm talking like, you know, long division, decimals, fractions. I'm not talking about the, the whole algebra thing yet, but I'm preparing myself to get there. <laughs> fifth grade math is challenging. I, I taught fifth grade math in the public school and I had to have a math coach, like the county had hired people with master's degrees to coach all the math teachers in fifth grade math because you think, oh, fifth grade math, like you have a college education, it should be easy, but there's a lot in fifth grade. Yes. <laughs> Decimals and fractions and, oh. Yes, and I have to say that I have a brother who's very resourceful, so I started calling him he's in Brazil, but I messaged him and I said, and he, you know, it takes him five minutes to explain to my son. That's I was awesome. like, praise the Lord that we can have those helpers. And that's true. We keep looking for, when we can't, we look for the helpers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, so um, next question I want to know from you is which principle from Shell Mason's principles has made the most impact on you in this season that you are in your life with your family? I would say probably principle six, um, which I feel like is so cliche, but you know, <laughs> everybody says it, you know, education is an atmosphere, you know, and it is and a life and um, I don't have it written down, so I'm probably going to misquote it, <laughs> but modern Miss Mason recently shared on Instagram something that was about atmosphere, and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. I need to, like, put that on my wall. Um, something to the effect of breathe in an atmosphere, breathe, exhale, or breathe out a life, yeah. and that really resonated with me. Um, of how there's so many parts to atmosphere. You know, Mariana, like some people will tell you, well, it's not about where the children are learning. Well, yes, it is. I mean, it is. If you have a cluttered, dumpy, sp dark space to mm -hmm. learn in all the time, then you need to take your kids outdoors. If that's all you have, then take, <laughs> pack a bag and go outside in the sunshine and do classes or find a picnic table because that isn't conducive yeah. for the best learning possible for them. But also atmosphere is my tongue as a mother. And that's the one I probably have to work on the most every day. Um, is blessing my children with mm -hmm. my words. You know, we're together all the time. And when we're talking about messianic faith, you know, that's something that the Jewish people have been so good about for thousands of years mm -hmm. is blessing their children mm -hmm. and understanding the power of a blessing. And so I've really been meditating on that lately. Like it's my job to create an atmosphere with my words that is, you know, just filled with life for my children um and I have to repent constantly <laughs> because <laughs> it's so, you know they're people and I'm a person and we get on each other's nerves and I, sometimes I'm immature <laughs> but atmosphere <laughs> I'm just honest Mariana <laughs> I, I and I'm and I hear because I'm like relating to every single thing you're saying I'm like yes I agree I'm the same way but <laughs> Yeah, yes, that is the power I, of our words. And I, this is something I tell my sons, they're a little older now. 
and they they see it like one word can really make the, the other one really upset and sad and it's just you know yeah I know we <laughs> repentance is part of my daily life <laughs> yes. yeah so just atmosphere in general has been something I feel like this whole past year has really mm. been on my heart and just you know in our traditions in our prayer time together when we are reading books you know, what is the atmosphere? Is it a sad atmosphere? Is it a thriving atmosphere? Is it an excited atmosphere? And even to the point of sometimes allowing, like sometimes you can't control all of the atmosphere. Like if one of your children is just having a bad day, the atmosphere may shift in your home <laughs> and it may not be the best day for tons of narration and reading aloud. It might be a day you take the day for nature study and allowing that atmosphere, you know, when you can't shift it necessarily, then going to a new place or doing something different because you do respect your children and you know they're born persons and you want this to be a, a relationship-based education you know yes yes I I have to have that reminder in my mind so I'm gonna write those words because it's so true it is changing it's hard to the... jump ship and go somewhere else go That's somewhere hard. else yeah yeah you know sometimes we we get so caught up this is the business citing me of checking the boxes it's like no just another lesson but then you know then we're not honoring the child as the person that he was made and and it, yeah, and so I've been learning to inspired by moms like you to just, you know what, the child is having a whatever it is, let's just play some <laughs> soccer outside and he comes back a complete different person. So yeah. it is really, really neat and necessary. And it's okay if we don't check all the boxes at the end of the day, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think is it in the um, principle, I don't know if it's principle 17, the the way of the will well she talks about that diversion and how when the child is refusing to have a lesson or isn't interested or unwilling that sometimes they may you might just do something else for five minutes or ten minutes and then come back so you're not nagging them yes or forcing <laughs> your way upon them but you're you know, taking that energy in a different direction for a little bit and then coming back because the lessons do have to happen. I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> All the tact we talked in the beginning, you know, goes a long way <laughs> yes. here. So you mentioned atmosphere uh, as something that's been in your heart. So is this what the Lord has been speaking to you for, for this season of your homeschool? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I even wrote this down and it goes hand in hand with atmosphere. I said, um, he's been challenging me to make our home one where our children feel loved and accepted for who they are with their quirks and all, a safe place to be themselves. And um, it sounds like, oh, well, that's for your whole home. That's not for homeschooling. But I mean, what is the majority of your day anyway? <laughs> um you know, you're, and I'm always trying to sneak a lesson in. I say we're done by noon, but you know, I read stories at two and I read stories at bedtime and of course. <laughs> we sing a folk song when we're on the trail. And <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm good. Glad to know that we're not the only ones that sing when we're hiking. Oh gosh. It's such a great distraction, right? It helps you get somewhere. 
exactly it's so good i don't know my husband he likes to sing he's a music minister in our church so that helps too but like every time we go on a hike all of a sudden i think it's just that praise like it comes so natural like you're right there and you just want to praise god like so he starts singing hymns and then before we know the whole family singing and then when people look at us a little awesome. we usually go during the time nobody's there anyway but <laughs> Ah, uh, they probably need to sing too. <laughs> right, yeah, we, we, we're not ashamed of singing in public, um, even when the public doesn't ask us to sing, so. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Ruth, I'm so, so encouraged by your, this time with you, and I, tell us where can our um, listener find you and support you and also be encouraged by you. Cause I, I really, like I said, everything you've, you've been like pouring out your heart in, in helping families to just have this togetherness, right? In the house, outside the house, in nature. So where can we find you? Yeah, we, um, I'm pretty much on Instagram primarily and it's Kindle underscore togetherness. And yes, you, you are catching my, my kind of heartbeat for being in that space is just to encourage all families, regardless of faith or just anything that time together, that's what you're created for. I mean, you're in a family for a reason and there's nothing that can replace your family. So spending time together and doing life together, Charlotte Mason can be added in. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can find me on instagram i don't have any fancy website or anything right now <laughs> <laughs> well if you ever have we can always add to the show notes later you can just let us know so that's not a problem all right so i don't know if i told you this but we end our time together with a game called rapid fire question so did i tell that i have well i maybe but i've i've listened to the podcast so this okay. is gonna be interesting so I have a few questions. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. All right. First one, giving presents or getting presents? Giving. All right. Um, what is a must-have piece of clothing for this season that is very hot? <laughs> um, See-through cardigans. Oh, <laughs> lace shawls love it i was gonna say that is so cute uh i like that i'm gonna have to add that to my wardrobe <laughs> all right climb a mountain or jump up from a plane oh climb a mountain okay <laughs> playing safe uh how many hours of sleep do you need um uh, at least five wow all right. I, I don't, I don't know if we can do five. Five is, that, that's good. If you can go five, that, that, does that include a lot of coffee in the morning? Yeah, a lot of coffee. Oh All, right, All right. This is my last question. And the one I'm very curious about, uh, what's your favorite meal? Oh, wow. What a great question. I'm supposed to answer this quickly. <laughs> We allow a little time for this. <laughs> I suppose probably just like a good brisket with latkes. And I mean, 
So, so a good Jewish family does this right. Like it's not just a brisket. Like you have to have matzo ball soup to start with. And then we bring out the brisket and the latkes and the braised vegetables. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then we have some kind of delicious cookie for dessert. <laughs> mm. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, some kind of feast meal probably would be my favorite. Just yeah. That is such a good answer. A feast meal is my favorite meal. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah Ruth. I am just so happy and, and thankful that you took this time to come talk to us. And uh, we hope to see you uh, on Instagram and hopefully one day in person, right? <laughs> yes. The honor is all mine, Mariana. I'm so thankful you asked me to come. Hey, friend. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to meet you back here next week. I also hope you enjoyed this episode. So go ahead and don't be shy. Leave us a five-star review. And until next time, friend, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Mm -hmm.